Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. I hate that team. I hate that team. And the Jets just played a game that I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when I say it. Probably 50 other quarterbacks in this league right now, if they were playing, the Jets win this game. Instead, Zach Wilson was playing. And look what happened once again. So welcome to the Jet Press Podcast, our instant reaction after week three. My name is Mike Luciano. Justin Freed will be joining us in a little bit. He's got some writing to take care of for the JetPress.com. So as always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, wherever it may be that you get all your podcasts. We are over there and we're on YouTube and TikTok at the Jet Press. Make sure you subscribe. Both over there for both sites. Make sure you hit that little notification bell too, because that's how you get notified on your phone whenever we go live for moments like this, where the Jets, in one of the most nauseating, hard to watch games that I can remember, and that think of the games the Jets fans have seen over the years, how hard some of them have been to watch. This one ranked right up there with them. It was cold and dark and rainy, and it was Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, and there was punts galore and bunch of missed opportunities and the Patriots end up pulling out a 15 to 10 win by the skin of their teeth in a game where they didn't look all that impressive still end up with the win so we'll we'll get to the elephant in the room when when Justin comes in we will have all the Zach Wilson bashing that we want for right now I want to start off and just kind of critique all the non-Zach things starting with the defense who I thought was pretty exceptional Mac Jones, 15 of 29, 201 yards. And again, probably 60 of them and the touchdown 
came on that complete bust to Farrell Brown that probably ended up winning him the game. They ran the ball 40 times for 157 yards, but that is under four yards of carry. Ramondre Stevenson touched the ball 20 times. He had just 62 yards. I was very impressed overall with how the defense came to play. Kendrick Bourne had four catches for 46, but you look at the other receivers, Devontae Parker, two for 19, Juju, one for five, uh, Mike Gesicki, one for 18, Demario Douglas, one for 15. Receivers were not what won this game for the Patriots, and I got to give credit to the Jets. After a very poor showing against Dallas, boy, did they ever show up. And it was you, you can't help but feel bad for him. You can't help but feel bad for him. What else were they supposed to do other than play a perfect game, which is almost impossible? This is, this is the kind of stuff you got to deal with. So now we have to accept the fact that in the last two games against the New England Patriots, the Jets have given up one offensive touchdown, and they've lost both of those games. So that is – it's almost hard to do. You almost got to, like, laugh. You almost got to – Kind of just giggle. Like, how is this possible? But it happened. We can't change the past. Now, going back to the offense outside of Wilson, who we will we will decimate plenty. Don't don't you worry, Jets fans. The running game was non-existent. 22 carries for 38 yards. We were saying give the ball to Brees Hall, and honestly, we look like fools because he had 12 carries for 18 yards. And that 83-yard run against the Bills was sensational. It was a terrific play. That run has also been more than 50% of his yardage for the season. Now he's working his way back from an injury. Offensive line is not good. Offensive line is banged up on top of that. I get all that. So I'm not totally putting it all on Brees, but I mean, come on, man. After between the four football emojis, you got to do better than, than 12 carries for 18 yards. Dalvin Cook had eight for 18, which... I don't know why. Why is he in? I know he's paid money. Why is he in? I could rehash all the same criticisms that we had last week of Hackett because for all the talk about things were going to change, Uzama was still out there instead of Ruckert. Miko Hardman was nowhere to be seen. Randall Cobb did nothing. Traditional Jets offense. And I know Hackett got his job because of Rodgers. I know that. And I know he's not getting fired because Rodgers doesn't want him to. I, I know that. But it makes you wonder, what the hell is he saying in these interview rooms? Because I can't see even an, an NFL game plan being formed. It really does seem like almost Adam Gase levels where they're just picking random plays. Oh, that didn't work. Uh, that one. Well, let's try that one. Oh, none of them are working. I get that you're limited a quarterback, perhaps more so than any team in the league. Definitely more so than any team in the league. But you got to be better than that. I mean, this was that was not NFL caliber offensive coaching. And if anyone on the Jets tries to defend it as NFL caliber offensive coaching, that's an indictment on them. And if any fans try to do it too, then get your head out of your ass. You gotta wake up and smell the roses with this guy. I get that there's problems with this team, but that was that was absolutely atrocious. The offensive line, it it honestly shifted around to our preferred combination. We discussed this last week on the Jeff Press podcast. Mekhi Becton was over at left tackle. Elijah Vera Tucker was over at right tackle. And Joe Tipman was in at right guard to make up for the loss of Dwayne Brown, who they said was going to play, and now he's out for four weeks. As Chad said, Chad Marlowe on Facebook, thanks you for all your comments and YouTube and everything like that. Uh, we'll try to get to as many of them as possible. Chad Marlowe, game was there to be had. Yep, multiple times. 
And with a lot of other quarterbacks, they'd probably win that game. But with Zach Wilson, poof, gone. Now, the offensive line was part of why he struggled. I'm not going to excuse that. And I'm not going to say that Zach Wilson should be excused at all. I mean, that was unbelievably tough to watch. But that offensive line, Mekhi Becton looked like a, a guy coming off a big injury. He was beat multiple times badly, including on the safety at the end. Matthew Judon, just like he wasn't even there, just complete matador offensive line play. Let's Judon go and get the sack on Wilson. And that, for all intents and purposes, ended the game right there. So there's that. Elijah Vera Tucker moving over to right tackle. Good player. I just feel bad for him because he can never really stick at one spot. They keep moving him around. Not the best to really develop your skills, especially since he's coming off a big injury. Joe Tittman, I thought was okay for a lot of the game, but then later on, I mean, it's a rookie playing in his really his first game. I mean, there's going to be mistakes, especially a guy who played center in college, moving a guard. Like there's going to be mistakes. And they came at inopportune times, extremely inopportune times. Now we got to get to the elephant in the room. The reason the Jets lost this game. Zach Wilson, 18 of 36, 157 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, oftentimes because he's so inaccurate he can't even throw the ball to a defender half the time. That's the sad part about that. Zach Wilson, people will forget because he had that amazing drive, you know, 90-something or 87-yard drive in the fourth quarter that ended with the Nick Ball and touchdown run. Before that, he was 7 of 15 for 47 yards. And I just ripped Hackett a bunch. And Hackett has done nothing to earn any sort of praise since he came to the Jets. But when I see all these comments, they need to be more creative. They need to open up the playbook. They need to let Zach be Zach. I know Nathaniel Hackett's not a good coach. You don't think a guy who's been an offensive coordinator for that long doesn't at least think, hmm, let me try a downfield play. Let me try getting him on the move. Let me try this new high-low concept at the end of their hand we that we haven't really tried a lot. Maybe that'll work with Zach Wilson. Well, you don't think he's thought about that? He can't. Zach Wilson can't do it. He can't. He, no matter what he try, he can't do it. You can't operate an NFL game plan with Zach Wilson as the quarterback. The two things are mutually exclusive because he's so bad and so limiting that like the Cowboys last week, Bill Belichick clearly did not respect him. Running the ball up the middle didn't work. You know why? Six, seven, eight man boxes the entire game with very little changing it up. They were daring him to throw. Couldn't do it. Sometimes he had guys open, missed them. Sometimes he had guys open, took really bad sacks. There was that one where he just spun around and spun down. I mean, who does that? Give me another quarterback in the league right now that with that level of pressure is going to pirouette like Mikhail Baryshnikov, make him jealous, and then fall to the ground. Doesn't happen. NFL quarterbacks, it doesn't happen. He's still doing the Zach Wilson run backwards 20 yards and flip it around. He's still seeing guys open, and he's still not throwing to him, and then he gets panicked. And then, this is the frustrating part, and this is why I think there's so many Zach defenders. That drive with the touchdown, he looked great. Accurate, getting the ball out. He had a real, very nice throw to Lazard down the sideline in between guys, like a whole shot. Very impressive. Leads a great touchdown drive against a good defense in a situation that, you know, not everybody would be up for it. Fourth quarter, late, you're down. That's, that's great. 
And then he has chances to win the game. Incompletion, incompletion, Zach, incompletion. I am so, you cannot, you cannot start this guy again. I know that that sounds drastic. And I know that it's not as easy as get a new guy in here and it'll fix everything. But how can you look this defense in the eye again? Because this is the second year in a row with this bull crap. You're going to look him in the eye again and say, Zach Wilson's our guy. We're going to try to win with Zach Wilson. You can't do it. Try something else. I am more anti-Tim Boyle than anybody else. Let's at least see what he can do. I mean, can it, can it be worse than that? Can't It can't it be. I don't know. Unless he does like a Geno Smith against the Bills or he's like two of eight with three picks. Unless that happens, I don't think it can be. Because Tim Boyle, I don't think he's very good at all. He's not accurate. He didn't see the field well. I feel like sometimes if a guy's open on a seven-yard slide, he throws the ball to him. Zach Wilson doesn't throw the ball to the guy. Three years, two different coaches. He got Mike LaFleur fired. And if he did not have connections within the league, Mike LaFleur and end up with the offensive coordinator as the Rams, there's a good chance that after that performance, he may not have been coaching this season. He is hurting people's livelihood. He is hurting Garrett Wilson's future because of his stats and his ability to then get money based off on those stats. This is demoralizing. As Reggie Ducas says in chat, this is extremely demoralizing for an offense. I just don't know what else you can do at this point. Like he's, it's he can't op, he can't operate a playbook. If you told Zach Wilson, just look, guy's gonna be open right here, seven yard in, hit him. He doesn't hit him. He sees he's open, doesn't hit him. Now he has the moments where it looks good. But again, as I referred to on the Jet Press podcast, I want to bring this comparison up again. Like There are things that Zach Wilson does where he gets praise from some Jets fans, and then it's like, well, you're supposed to do them as an NFL quarterback. I expect an NFL quarterback, allegedly. That's allegedly what Zach Wilson is. He's getting paid like an NFL quarterback. He's supposed to see guys open and throw it to them. I know that throwing under pressure is hard, but I mean, for crying out loud, Baker Mayfield in Tampa was like 16 of 21 under pressure. Like it's not impossible to play under pressure. He makes it look like it's impossible, but it's not. I want to get to a couple different comments in uh, in chat since I've been kind of blowing a gasket a little bit. We'll go with DK first, who uh, says on the bright side we get the Chiefs next week. That's a prime time game. I don't even want to think about what's going to happen there. I mean that defense beat up on Jacksonville. Chris Jones is going to demolish that line, and then even if they managed to score some points. Then we got to go shot for shot with Patrick Mahomes. That's going to be a nightmare. Now we got Francesco Divagno, great Italian name as, as a Luciano. I appreciate that. Uh, Francesco Divagno, he is ruining Garrett's career. If I'm Garrett Wilson, if he pulled in Elijah Moore, I would not be surprised one bit because Garrett Wilson is playing elite level football and Zach Wilson is completely demoralizing him as he welcomed Justin Freed into the Jet Press. Uh, I don't think I need to eludicate the fact that I've been bashing Zach Wilson for the better part of the last seven or eight minutes. Uh, I had my I had my points to say in the defense and the offensive line, all that. The defense I thought was pretty exceptional, all things considered. I thought Mac Jones didn't look great. I thought that they ran the ball 40 times and didn't even get four yards of carry. I thought they held up well there. And then I thought that the – and then I obviously went into you know Hackett's game plan, which stunk, and the running backs, which stunk, and – the offensive line, even though it was our preferred loadout, was still pretty substandard. But the uh, 
the man of the hour, Zach Wilson. And I'm going to give Justin the floor to get his Zach Wilson thoughts out. Mine, of course, just to refresh are, you can't put this guy out there again. It's, it's malpractice. I mean, that was, uh, that was unwatchable at points. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I'm going to echo a lot of what you said. Also, if my voice sounds a little hoarse, I kind of lost it a little bit over the weekend, but that's okay. I wasn't, I wasn't screaming much during this game anyway. It's just become apathy. Like, like it was for a lot of last year. He's unplayable. Like it's it's gone to the point. And I said this last week that they were going to let Zach be the quarterback until it came to a point where he was unplayable. He's unplayable, and I think this game kind of showed that. It's unfortunate, and and what sucks about him and what makes him such an infuriating QB evaluation is you'll see those flashes. You'll see you'll see like the one drive a game where he actually puts together a few plays in a row. Because Zach Wilson is at best when he's in a rhythm. Zach Wilson is at his best when he's not thinking. That's what. That's why he thrived at BYU because he had no expectations because he was just always in an up tempo offense in a rhythm. That's when he's at his best. But when you let the guy think and when he when he gets in his own head, he falls apart. When one little thing goes wrong, he falls apart. I said this about that last drive, but when they got the ball back, I said it all comes down to this first play. If Zach Wilson completes a pass, which again we can get into the play calling, I think Nathaniel Hackett is doing an awful job and is not helping Zach Wilson in any case or in, in any scenario. Obviously, the offensive line had their issues. There's a lot of issues with this offense. It's the, it's not just Zach Wilson, but of course, Zach Wilson is. It's it starts and ends with Zach Wilson. Like that's the conversation has to start with Zach Wilson. And I said again on that last drive, if he completes a pass there on that first play, maybe we got something going here because it's all about a rhythm with him. He has to be in a rhythm. That's when he's that's when he's confident. That's when he has his composure. But when one thing goes wrong, that's it. It, it, it ends. And that's the Zach Wilson experience. It's been the Zach Wilson experience for over two years now. And I think we know what we we know what we should expect with him at quarterback. Unfortunately, I don't know if you already you know covered this or talked about it. Robert Sala did just tell reporters that Zach Wilson will remain the Jets starting quarterback. Oh, come on. At least for now. My hope, my hope. This is my optimistic take. My hope is that they bring in a quarterback this week and that they start Zach Wilson on Sunday, unfortunately, on Sunday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> My hope is that they do that, and they bring in a quarterback now who can hopefully learn the playbook and be ready to start by the Broncos game. That's my hope. I have no idea. I do think it's very silly that one of the – silly is, is, is putting it lightly – that one of the comments that Salah said was that he believes that Zach Wilson gives them the best chance to win right now. Look, I know that Tim Boyle's awful. Tim Boyle stinks. Like, like the best of two? Like, that's not an accomplishment. Like, like Tim Boyle's awful. I would start Tim Boyle next week. Even if he's terrible, at least just show you made a change. Because my biggest my biggest thing is this. Ready? I got, in, I got into debates with people about this last year. By the way, wearing my new Jeremy Rucker jersey. He played a total of, what, two snaps today? We can talk if more that. about that. I don't even know we played that. You're right. I think it's him and Hardman combined. Him and Miko Hardman combined played three snaps today. And they're not going to fix this offense. But, again, try something. That's all I mean, we're asking. This, the, the, the debate I got in with last year, right, was – I, did, I was never concerned that the Jets were to lose the locker room starting Zach Wilson last year, or at least not significantly concerned, because the expectations for last year were different. You just sold this team, this entire roster of 53 players, on we can win the Super Bowl this year. We can compete for the Super Bowl. At the very least, the bare minimum expectation is playoffs. That's been the talk all summer, and they said that was still the expectation after Rodgers went down. That's the expectation that the Jets put on themselves. You cannot say that and continue to start this man at quarterback. You can't. And we saw it already today that players are losing it. Garrett Wilson's rightfully frustrated because the, they, they want to win. Garrett Wilson wants to win. This Jets team wants to win. And unfortunately, you just you can't do that with Zach Wilson at quarterback. You can't. You're not going to win games with him playing like this. And it, it's, an, it's, it's very unfortunate. We saw Michael Carter get into a debate with running backs coach Taylor Embry. Like, 
<laughs> very I, diplomatic way of calling that a debate. I mean, a debate, an argument, a heated, whatever you want to call it, right? He was screaming at they were, they were They were yelling back at each other. At least Carter was yelling at Embry. That's like, I'm genuinely concerned that this coaching staff could lose the locker room. And I wasn't concerned about that at all last year. And I normally hate that that term being thrown around. But like, this is a team that went into the year with Super Bowl expectations. And you, you they know, like, it's not even just the quarterback. They've been told by everybody. They said it to themselves. We have one of the best rosters in football. DJ Reed said they have one of the best defenses of all time compared to the 85 Bears. This is the expectation they put on themselves. You cannot have those expectations and play a quarterback who is unplayable, who almost any quarterback in the NFL would be an upgrade over. I don't know if Tim Boyle's an upgrade over, but might as well try it. Obviously, they're not going to do that. As we said last week, Tim Boyle's not on this roster to play. He's there to hold a, uh, hold a clipboard. Like, that's why he's there. He's there because he knows Nathaniel Hackett's system. I think they play Randall Cobb at quarterback before they put Tim Boyle in a quarterback. I, what I, good is this system? What good is knowing this system? Nothing about it is works unless Aaron Rodgers is there. Agreed. Which Aaron Rodgers makes every system work. I completely agreed. And it's it's wild because, I, I you know, I, I remember a few days ago, I criticized Nathaniel Hackett on, on Twitter. And everybody, everybody was like, oh, you can't, you can't be, you know, so down on him after two games. Like, you know, sure I can. Why not? He sucks. Defending Hackett left and right. He's bad. He's a bad offensive coordinator. He's an even worse play caller. There's no history of him being a good play caller. And again, we can shit on Zach Wilson all we want. He's really bad. The Jets offense is bad around him. That's not to say that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't do significantly better, but this wouldn't be a good, a good Jets offense. I think even with Aaron Rodgers, I think they'd have significant issues. Obviously, the offensive line is a concern, and I, I, they had another bad game today. It's a, obviously again you're starting five guys that did not. I don't think they, they played a single snap together this summer. So there's going to be some 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 you know. Didn't his first career game in a different position, like you exactly. Vera Tucker to tackle. He didn't play tackle at all this summer, which. There's a question mark there. Maybe they should have given him some reps at tackle this summer. I don't know. Maybe that would have been a good idea if you're relying on Dwayne Brown and Mekhi Becton to stay healthy. Maybe if you think you might be able to move, you might move Elijah Ray Tucker to tackle midseason, you'd consider giving him reps there in the summer. But I don't know. That's just my thinking. But Nathaniel Hackett deserves a lot of criticism as well. Again, that, that last drive, when you just you know you need to get Zach into a rhythm. You know you need to get Zach Wilson into a rhythm. Otherwise, he's not going to succeed. That's been Zach Wilson throughout his entire career. If I can sit on my couch and say that, oh, if he doesn't complete his first pass, that's it for him, Nathaniel Hackett should know that too. Hackett should know that about Zach Wilson. That was the whole criticism with Michael Floor is that apparently Michael Floor and Zach Wilson didn't see eye to eye. If Hackett is supposed to see eye to eye with Zach Wilson, you'd think he'd put him in, in situations that he can succeed, in advantageous situations. But he hasn't. He, he, he just didn't in that game. So a lot of it is on Zach Wilson. It starts and it ends with Zach Wilson. But the offense as a whole is bad. I don't, I'm not even going to shit on Dalvin Cook. I'm not even going to say anything bad about him because I don't think he did anything particularly wrong in this game. The whole Jets running he game. He might have been one of the best players for the Jets this game. It was fine. Like he, I mean, he didn't do anything good. He didn't do anything bad. Uh, but the whole, the whole offense is broken. I mean, they, they also they still don't have a, a viable skill position player that I trust outside of Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, which – Brings me back to May and June when I'm saying. And even hey, again, Brees Hall, as I said earlier, he had about 12 carries for 18 yards. I mean, yeah, I know the line, but I mean. There's no room for him to go, and Nathaniel Hackett isn't great enough to try and get the ball in his hands, and also Zach Wilson just is an incompetent quarterback. So that, I, I think I, I, that's the that thing way. I heard, too. Oh, get creative. They're like, I know Hackett stinks. He's been an offensive coordinator for eight, nine years. Like, he probably had a thought, maybe we could try like a you know flea flicker or a deep pass. He knows he can't execute it. That's why he didn't do it. I, like I, when I say get creative, I don't even mean like I don't even mean do the trick plays because I feel like that's an overrated thing. Where people yeah, I mean like, just oh. something that isn't 
what they normally do. Maybe get Nicole Harden on the field. Maybe get Jeremy Ruckert on the field. Don't play CJ Uzama 40% of snaps. Don't play Randall Cobb 50% of snaps. That's what I mean. That's not even getting creative. That's just utilizing your best players. Like, that's all that is. Jeremy Ruckert played two snaps today, or one snap. One of It's him and Harden combined played three snaps. That's unacceptable. Like, that's that's completely unacceptable. And it brings me back to last week where I was criticizing Nathaniel Hackett up and down about his personnel usage. That hasn't changed. The only thing they did change, and I'll say this because I want to give credit where it's due, Brees Hall was by far the lead back in this game. They used Alvin Cook significantly less, and that was the correct decision. I don't think it resulted in in, in a significant uh, change in results. Like there was, I would say it didn't yield significantly positive results, but I think that was more a product of the offensive line uh, than anything. But they not only used Brees Hall more, they used him in important situations. They actually used him on third down. They used him in short yardage situations, and they converted, or at least got closer to converting than they were with Dalvin Cook. But I don't know. I, I'm just, I want to give props where it's due there just because we're shitting on them so much. This entire time I've been streaming down. First off, uh, Rodrigo and chat. Hello from Mexico. This season is over. Well, hello from the States. Thank you for tuning in from Mexico. And uh, yes, the season is over if Zach Wilson's still playing. But I'm just doom scrolling Connor Hughes' timeline. Every quote progressively, I'm getting more upset. Bad. So obviously, you know, you know, he said he's going to be the, uh, or first off, Robert Sala, it, it would help if we could help around Zach Wilson. Like, Come on, that's pathetic. I mean, he's not uh, wrong. Like that part's not wrong. I yeah, that. So he says, obviously, you know, Wilson gave him the best chance to win and all that. Uh, then he says, "Are you worried about losing the locker room?" No, I would be. I would be too. I would be. He's be not. Well. Then Zach Wilson gets to the podium. He's asked why things weren't working in the passing game. Do you know what he said? What do you say? I don't know. Dot dot dot. <laughs> it starts with me. But he led with, I don't know. They, they asked Zach Wilson that? That's what Zach, That's Wilson, what Zach Wilson said. I don't know. Say you play bad, man. Like, he's I, dead. I think he's he's dead. Dead. He said it starts with him. Like, whatever. Honestly, I don't really get worked up mostly about post-game quotes, although I do think that Sal is saying that Zach Wilson gives them the best chance to win. I don't think he should say that quote. I think that goes into a, another point I want to make off of sure. that. Because, uh, well, there's two more Wilson quotes I want to get to where he's talking okay. about the fourth and ten check down in the flat. What was that, Zach Wilson? Yeah. Yep. He said uh, he knew the situation. He said if he got it to Conklin quick enough, he could make someone miss. Tyler Conklin? Tyler Conklin? Yeah. Make noted, somebody miss? Noted yak specialist, Tyler Conklin. Wow. <laughs> this dude, dude, you can't be saying that. And then, of course, I got to be better, though. And then when asked uh, his message to Jets fans who were booing him, what do you think he said? Oh, I, I saw this quote. He said, keep believing. Keep believing, man. No. Why do I have to keep believing? And the, the point I want to make off of that, here's what I don't get about Robert Sala and Joe Dog. Who, again, I like Robert Sala because that's like, what the hell is he supposed to do with Zach? What, like, what is this situation he's put in? He's a defensive guy. Defense is cooking. You could argue that Robert Sala has never coached the game as an NFL head coach with a starting caliber quarterback. Exactly. I mean, Josh Johnson, he got a couple games. He had him thrown for 300 right. yards. In fact, I wouldn't even say you could argue that. I would say that's a fact. Like, the best has been Mike White. Mike White's been the best quarterback that Robert Sala's coached. Statistically, it's been Flacco. Yeah. Well, st- sure. Statistically, it's been Joe Flacco. So this, if this is the debate we're having, this is proving the point. So here's, but here's what I don't get, is they've obviously acknowledged by acquiring Aaron Rodgers that Wilson sucked yep. and they made a mistake. Like the 49ers said, all right, we made a mistake with Trey Lance. Why is it that now they're all committed to him again? 
Is it Robert? Does Robert Sala? Is he this? This might be the one thing I could actually see him losing his job over if he genuinely believes Zach Wilson's a couple things away from like being an NFL quarterback and he's still trying to make it work. Like that would be something where you consider getting him out of. If it's Joe Douglas, then what the hell, man? Don't let your ego get in the way, especially after you already admitted you messed up. Don't let your ego and I gotta let my draft pick work get in the way of having this team win. It's gotta be one of those two. Because that's the only I, that's the only explanation I can have for this right now, other than just pure delirium and pure going crazy. Yeah, I think it ultimately comes down to they see signs of progress from Zach Wilson. I genuinely believe that that's what they see. Unfortunately, it's just not consistent progress. That's what it is. We've seen Zach Wilson, like I said, I said it before, we've seen Zach Wilson have good games or, or, or at least good halves, good quarters, good drives. We can see him do it. I can see the quarterback that we saw at BYU that a lot of people thought was going to be an NFL, a great NFL quarterback. It's all mental with him. Physically, he can do it. He's a really talented passer. He just isn't seeing the field. I don't, I don't even know that anymore because physically talented I, passers make the throws he misses. Well, but he, the thing is he can make them. It's timing with him. It's all timing, and that's all. It comes down to just getting in his head. Like some of the throws are just late to the outside. But then every once in a while, he'll make like a, that great throw uh, across his body to the opposite hash mark to Alan Lazard. That was a great throw on that one drive that he put together towards the end of the game. He had a couple of really nice throws on that drive when he's in a rhythm, when he's not thinking he has his composure and he has his confidence, but he loses it so quickly. And that's why he, he just can't be an NFL quarterback for that reason. Like it's, it's not just the physical stuff that makes a good NFL quarterback or at least even a rosterable NFL quarterback, because I'm not sure that Zach Wilson is a rosterable NFL quarterback. I said that last year. I said it this, this, this off season as well, that everything we've seen to this point, isn't that he's not only a, not, a, not, a, not only not a starting caliber quarterback, not only is he not a backup caliber quarterback, I don't think he should be on an NFL roster. Like I think there are guys, plenty of guys on the street right now. We can name a few of them. Carson Wentz, uh, Matt Ryan, Nick Foles isn't good. He's better than Zach Wilson. There are a lot of guys who are better than Zach Wilson who are not on teams right now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The thing you said, too, it's true that he loses composure so quickly, but it's one thing we see this with young quarterbacks, too. Like they make a throw that's almost intercepted and the guy drops it and then they get or maybe they get hit really hard and that spooks him. Like he lost his composure on those last two drives. That was off like a 90 yard touchdown driver. He was like five of five. It's like what what happened between then, then and then? That's the Nothing. thing. That's the thing with him. It doesn't even have to be a mistake he makes. It, it only has to be just one small thing, like even with the, the, the even with the touchdown drive. Right. They had the false start, and you saw how mad he got. I don't know if you saw that, but when, when he was in a rhythm, he was cooking, they had that false start, and then he immediately like, like, no, he gets so mad because I think even he knows that, God damn it, now I have to take a step back and I have to think, and it's, it's going to go downhill. Like, even if he doesn't do anything wrong, which that first play on that last drive where he's, like, just scrambling to his left and he threw it away, there genuinely was really no one open on that play. I don't think he did anything particularly wrong, but it was already the offense getting off to a bad start on that drive, and then that's it for him. Like, that's literally it. It doesn't have to be a pick. It doesn't have to be a pick six, a fumble, a strip sack, a safety. It doesn't have to be anything that bad. It's well, then I'm sorry. It can't thing. be a quarterback if that happens. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I completely agree. And that's why, like, that's why I don't think he's an NFL, a rosterable quarterback, because it's all mental with him. It's, he just folds under the first sign of adversity. And it sucks. I feel bad for the guy. He shouldn't even be in this situation. It's the Jets' fault that he's in this situation, because you can go back to the, some of the first shows that we did, Mike, back in, like, February. We were talking about how the Jets need to upgrade a backup quarterback, even if they got an Aaron Rodgers or a Derek Carr, that Zach Wilson couldn't be the backup quarterback. I said they're going to Our first segment ever was don't fire Mike LaFleur because of Zach Wilson. That was our first yeah. one ever. It's wild. Look, man, I'm, I'll say this too. Look, and this isn't this isn't meaning to like toot my own horn or anything. We've had a lot of unpopular takes over the last, I don't know, a few months. I feel like a lot of them have have almost been proven that we were right in, in some respects. Oh, I got shit on for saying sign Carson Wentz. No. He- yes. Sign, yes. That I got shit on literally a week ago for saying Nathaniel Hackett was bad. Now everyone's saying he's bad. Okay. Before that, it was the Dalvin Cook shit and now everyone's agrees. Yeah, he's probably not, not, probably not that good now. Again, I'm not saying Dalvin Cook did anything wrong, particularly in this game, but I think we can see he's not, he's clearly not even close to the player he used to be. Honestly, I'll even throw Lazard in there because Lazard had two drops in this game, and that's been an issue with him his entire career. And so he I'm not was the leading off. receiver. With what, 30 yards? How many receiving yards? Like 39 or 40 or something like that. Because he had that one play, which was Zach's oh, best yeah. throw, where it was like down the sideline on the right. Which was a genuinely great throw. Like that's a, that was a really it's impressive like how, how do you do that? And then the next play, you run backwards 20 yards. Like, how that's the Zach Wilson experience he is he is basically if you just dropped a college quarterback in the NFL that's what he looks like that's what he looks like and I know we're in year three I know we're in year three and that's why he can't be playing I've never seen a guy this bad fool so many people because even before the game before the game today I was getting it's the offensive line and play calling stuff and the thing is here's what's dumb about it right because people think there could only be one problem. I shit on Zach Wilson today. He was a bad quarterback. He had a really bad game. And then I get people in my replies saying, oh, why don't you criticize the other things? It's not just Zach. And I'm like, yeah, it's not. You're right. It's not just Zach. Zach Wilson isn't the only problem with the Jets offense. The offensive line stinks. They're going through a lot of changes and it's bad. Like they're playing bad. Nathaniel Hackett is bad. 
I don't think the Jets have a viable skill position player outside of Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Those are all issues with the Jets offense that we've been talking about for a while. And none of those are surprises to me that those are issues. But that doesn't mean that Zach Wilson isn't also an issue and the biggest issue of all of them because he's the guy who touches the ball every play. He's the quarterback and he's unplayable right now. And and that's where I say like, all right, I know Hackett's awful, but like there's so much. Think about what Hackett has at his disposal with Rodgers. Like, I don't know the number of plays there, probably a bajillion plays. Let's just say for the sake of argument, he has, I don't know, 100 plays mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers. It's a good round number, 100. How many of those can he run with Zach Wilson? 20, 25? Like, what's he supposed to do? I agree. I Sometimes agree. he gets guys open, guy just doesn't throw it. Like, how I, you make Nathaniel Hack and make him throw the ball more? I mean... I still think there's a lot of things that he should be doing with his personnel that he's not doing. And I also think he's putting Zach and the offensive line in positions to fail. But obviously, he doesn't have a lot to work with. And I want to get to a comment here. By the way, we see all your comments. We appreciate everybody that is commenting, everybody that is viewing right now. This is a vent session for all of us because we're watching some really ugly football. And I don't think any of us expected to be sitting here in, in week three talking about Zach Wilson playing football if you go back a month ago. So, this is event session for all of us. But anyway, Brian in chat says, why do so many people bend over backwards to excuse Zach Wilson? Look at his stat line. It's fandom. Like, that's really what it is. Fans will cling on, like, cling and hang on to any signs of, of potential growth or optimism from a young quarterback. That's that's literally all it is. Every single team, every fan base tries to talk themselves into a young quarterback, especially when that's the number two overall pick, when that player is the number two overall pick, which Zach Wilson was. That's all it is. Unfortunately, you have to see the reality of the situation. Legitimately, watch other football games. Watch other teams. You talked about this, Mike. Look at what Josh Dobbs is doing in Arizona with a much worse roster. I was flipping back and forth because I also had like red zone on in the in the background. Yeah. And they, they had a lot of that Chargers Vikings game. I'm watching Justin Herbert. I'm like, is this from another planet? Not the same like, how are they how is this and the Jet? How because they gotta play each other in like a month and a half? How are these two both considered NFL offenses? Dude, I, I watched Josh Dobbs play, and I don't think he's playing the same sport. Mac Jones looked like looked like Patrick Mahomes today. Like, I don't even think Mac Jones was that good. It was hundred yards. Wasn't. Sixty of them were on that bust. Where, I mean, that's going to happen a couple times yeah. during the year. It's unfortunate. But but compared to Zach Wilson, like it's just it's not it's not the same sport. It's it's not it's not Zach Wilson's struggles aren't just normal quarterback struggles. He's unplayable. Like he's completely unplayable. He 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 has the potential to ruin a drive. On like literally any single play, if one thing goes wrong, it's like okay, well that's that's it. The drive's over for him. There's no coming back from that. You can't play a quarterback where that's the that's the reality. Robert Sala was around Kyle Shanahan, man. He knows what need a need you need for a good offense. He knows it. Yeah. So again, that th- now we got to ask the question: Is it pure delirium? Are they genuinely convinced that Zach Wilson can take steps forward? Which in that case, there's no saving this coaching staff. As much as I like parts of it. Or are they just lying to us and pissing on our head and telling us it's raining? I, I, so I said last week on the show that I thought my expectation, my prediction was that they were going to sign Colt McCoy this week. That was my prediction. I don't know if that's my prediction anymore because if, if that is their plan and they sign Colt McCoy, fine. Colt McCoy is an upgrade over Zach Wilson, but I don't think they're bringing Colt McCoy in to be the starter. That's, that's my, that's my thinking with that. If they're going to make an actual, like if, if, if Zach Wilson is this bad, they need to make an actual QB move. Somebody that you can sign off the street or make a trade for somebody where you say, okay, this guy's our starter now, and maybe he can hopefully win us some games. Carson Wentz is your best option. We got the report earlier today from Jay Glazer who said that Carson Wentz and and, uh, Matt Ryan have both reached out to the Jets about playing for them. The Jets at this time, or at least at the time of that report, had said that, no, we're not interested. We're sticking with Zach Wilson. 
they're clearly sticking with Zach Wilson as their starting quarterback for at least one more week. But do you think, Mike, that it's time to bring in Carson Wentz right now? Well, absolutely, especially because you mentioned trading for a backup. I mean, what are the what are the two big trade names that I've always heard mentioned? It's been Jacoby Brissett and Jameis Winston. And I would also say Gardner Minshew, and that's not looking like Gardner Minshew. Well, Minshew had to play today because Anthony Richardson got yeah. it. Jacoby Brissett, Sam Howell just threw four interceptions. I don't know how long the, the yep. leash is there in Washington. And then Derek Carr's shoulder just exploded and Jameis Winston yep. came in. So they're not getting rid of him. So really, you can't trade for a guy, even though it was kind of against it anyway, because I don't want to give up more capital. But, like, really, if you're looking at free agents, too, we talk about all the offensive line. It it is made worse because of Zach Wilson. I mean, he was holding the ball. Remember that one where he spun down like a ballerina and just fell down? I think for the most part, Elijah Vera Tucker held his own against Matt Judon. I thought Tittman for a rookie game one. Yeah. He was okay. I thought Becton held up okay. Like, again, the offensive line wasn't yeah. good. And Judon got him at the end, though. But He did. He got Becton at the end. He did beat him for a sack at the end. But yeah. and I, I think that the O-line was honestly worse in, in run blocking than they were in pass protection. I, I want to see how they grade out. I want to see what the what the stats say on that. But at least first glance, I thought they had a much worse game run blocking than pass blocking. And, uh, well, I, I bring that up because people say, well, the offensive line, I still don't think it's particularly amazing. And you put – you know, Nick Foles or Matt Ryan back there. I mean, I'll give Zach Wilson credit. At least there are a couple times he's escaped pressure and made yes. something out of it. Those guys aren't. And that's why I want Wentz. That's why I would say Wentz. Yeah, yeah Wentz line. can do that sometimes. Yes. I don't know why. Again, I've said this multiple times on multiple different platforms. I know there's bad quarterbacks in the league. I know there's guys that are, you know, they put up good numbers and you're never going to really win a championship with them. Why has Carson Wentz? Become the guy everybody – oh, don't sign Carson Wentz. I get – apparently there were some reports he was kind of a nozzle. Yes, that's – I think it's personality. That that's that's why – that was the report that that's why Indy moved on after he, what, threw 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a winning record, and then they moved on. I think a lot of it was just personality. Didn't get along with the players. Players didn't like him. Didn't get along with the coaches. Well, I think they like Zach Wilson much at this point anyway, so. Carson Wentz were to be signed by the Jets, and he gives them competent football play. He will be held as a savior by the fan base, by the players. And all he has to do is not be awful. <laughs> like, that's legitimately what we're asking for. Carson Wentz, that – I know that Washington, he wasn't particularly – Go, but again, that was a disaster. I yeah. think one of the games he had four. He had no. He had nothing. That was a that yeah. was a mess over there last year. That if he had that season in Indy with the Jets, that'd be like the best quarterback season in the franchise history. If he yeah. had that year with it, like that's what we're asking for. That's that's the level we're asking for. If he if he started, let's just say twelve games, and he threw, I don't know, maybe eighteen touchdowns with nine interceptions. The Jets could win games with that. They would have won this game with that. They can. And, and I mean, get, they keep thinking, oh, Zach Wilson's right there. He's right there. Show me something. I, I see nothing. He has 17 touchdown passes in, I believe this was his 26th game. If you yeah. count the week one wasn't a start, but he played the whole game. 26, 17 touchdowns with more picks in there than touchdowns. Like, I would argue he's acceptable. I would argue he's even worse than his box score numbers show. Like all the advanced analytics basically are saying, and as Brian says here, Wilson's one of the worst quarterbacks in the last 40 years. And we're lucky enough to get to watch him play offense. That we are. We are lucky enough. We'll we're tell our history. grandkids about it. We are, we are seeing history, folks. But I, I think people don't realize, specifically Jets, certain Jets fans don't realize just how historically bad Zach Wilson has been. And I, I, I had the numbers after last year. It definitely has to be updated now. Although I can't imagine it's much better. Statistically, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in modern NFL history through his first two years of his career. Of players that have played as many games as he has, there are very, very, very few quarterbacks who have been statistically as bad as Zach Wilson. 
He's not just bad. Like, he is historically bad. And he's been no better this season. His numbers today, his stat line is flattering. He didn't have a turnover. He had had 50% completion percentage. Honestly, you look at it and you're like, oh, it was a whatever day, right? He was awful. Like, he was unplayable. Most of the yards came on that one drive. And then then he had the 29-yard pass to Wilson at the end of the game where it really didn't matter. Dude. What, you know what, what, like 110 yards of the 157? Yeah, you know what is hilarious about all this? And it just speaks to how fickle football is. If that ball that was tipped on the Hail Mary, right? If that's tipped an inch further, closer to Randall Cobb, and he catches that for a touchdown, and the Jets win that game, the entire narrative switches. Even though that doesn't say that, like, Zach Wilson would have played horrific, but the entire narrative changes. And I think that's hilarious. Like, I think that's just so funny how Im- fickle Imagine if Xavier Gibson did not run that punt back against the Bills. What would be happening right now? Yeah, no, you're right. They'd be 0-3. It'd be a completely different discussion. I mean, right now they're 1-2, and 1-1 and in division. That's bad, but it's not like – like if they turn it around and get competent quarterback play, they can still compete. I mean, even if you write them off against the Chiefs and the Eagles and they beat the Broncos, that's 2-4 and four, through a, a brutal stretch to open a season with Zach Wilson. I would have signed up for that. That's not awful, right? It, it, but it's just – it's fic- football is very fickle, and I think that it's just so funny – how like the one little like a couple inches, a couple inches could change the entire course of a season and the entire narrative around a player. Joshua Kerr says Wilson is a top five bust in NFL history. I don't even think that's an argument at that point. I mean, what else can you say against it? I mean, Jamarcus Russell had higher points than this. I'm not even exaggerating. There were games where Jamarcus Russell was balling when he actually tried. That was the, the thing with Wilson or with Russell. With, with first of all, shout out Josh Carr, who is currently downstairs in my living room uh, watching. So good for him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the thing that the thing that makes Russell so bad was his like his attitude. That's why he's like hailed as like the biggest bust is because he did have the talent, but he just didn't like try. At least Zach's yeah. trying. Like he's that not, was he makes it worse because I feel like Russell at what thirty percent effort is better than Wilson at a hundred percent effort. That's even yeah. worse. That makes you feel worse. You can make that argument. All right, wh- let's get some predictions, Mike, for what you think the Jets do at the quarterback position moving forward. Like this week, what do you think they do next week? What do you think their current game plan is? And also, I guess, what would you do? If well, you we were- know I think what I would do is I am full on Carson Went One-year deal. Maybe if he plays well enough, you bring him back as the backup for 2024, and then you got a legitimate guy that you can say, all right, you know, we're up. We're up, you know, we can win games with him. Like that's, that's what I want to do. They're not going to do that. Cause I feel like if they wanted to, they would have by now. What I think is going to happen is they're going to sign Colt McCoy. If he wants to play, they're going to sign Colt McCoy. He's going to be the number two. They're going to give Wilson one more game or, you know what? They may even give Wilson until the bye. but mm-hmm. I think there is, there is, oh, that's I really the, think they might. Three more I games, I'd, I'd almost cut him. Well, what happens I mean, if you bring Colt McCoy and he gets hurt and then Wilson comes back in and then we're doing the same thing again? I don't know, just, get, I'll give the 49ers credit for all that Trey Lance stuff. At least they said, all right, rip the Band-Aid off. Now he's gone. Like, the Jets yep. didn't do that. That's almost at the point I'm at right now. Like, uh, like I, I, again, I'm not a huge fan of Colt McCoy. But, again, if Colt McCoy is playing for the Jets right now, do they win this game, yes or no? 
Yeah, no, yes, for, sure. Yeah. for sure. The Patriots offense did everything in their power to give the Jets this game. They were awful. All the pre-snap penalties, like they were shooting themselves in the foot left and right. The they defense balled out. Sauce looked great. I think the pass rush didn't really get to him a ton, but, I mean, they got enough to affect him. There's a lot of, like, quick three-step drops, too. Like, the teams know how to attack this Jets defense, but even still, they're still talented enough that they can they can limit them. The Patriots, I mean, they, they, they did nothing. Like, they, they scored, what, they scored 13 offensive points. 13 offensive points. When your defense holds another team to 13 points, you should win that game. If you have even close to competent quarterback play or competent offense, and you know the Jets, the Jets just don't have that. But I, I agree with you. I think that Colt McCoy still probably makes the most sense. You know, I, I think he still makes the most sense for what I think they're going to do. Wentz makes the most sense, but if they're not I, serious about that, it makes sense in terms of what I think they're going to do. Like yeah. I think if I'm putting my, myself in the mind of Joe Douglas, right? I'm thinking, why didn't I address quarterback uh, earlier? Why didn't I address backup quarterback in the offseason when I should have? Which, that's the first thing I'm thinking. Second, now that we're in this situation, how can we make the situation better? We've already been in contact with Colt McCoy. I don't know how they feel about pers- personally about Carson Wentz. Like, it really just comes down to, like, the NFL is about connections. Like, that's that's really what it comes down to. That's why Nathaniel Hackett is the Jets' offensive coordinator. That's why Tim Boyle's on this roster. That's why Randall Cobb is wide receiver three. That's that's really all it comes down to is connections. It's not only it's not always talent. It's not always who's best available. Right now, Carson Wentz is best available. But that doesn't mean the Jets think he is the best fit. There's the term again, fit. We're going to use that a lot. Who do the Jets think is the, the quarterback that can, you know, that gives who them the best? Who cares about the fit in this crappy system? I I completely agree. I'm just the telling the guy who fits it is Aaron Rodgers. I completely agree. I'm just saying this is how the Jets think. This is how the Jets are approaching the situation. I would love to see them go out there and sign Carson Wentz. I think it's more likely that they sign Colt McCoy this week. They bring in another quarterback. Jets fans get super excited for Colt McCoy, which that's going to be so funny when that happens. Yeah. If the Jets sign Colt McCoy, you know how many fans will be cheering for Colt McCoy. It'll be it'll be genuinely hilarious. Oh uh, but I think they bring him in, give Zach another start, and if he is abysmal. I think they would consider making the change then, but I don't think they're going to make the change. I, I honestly don't because how could you play worse than this? I mean, well, if he's just as bad as this against the Chiefs on in prime time television, because again, I think the reason that they'll be more likely to have a a quicker you know leash, I guess, with him, he has a shorter leash, is because they can't lose the rock, locker room. Like they can't. I saw, I talked about this earlier. The expectations were very different for this team. Guys like Alan Lazard, Dalvin Cook, they signed here because they thought they could win. That, 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 everybody on this defense, even in the offense, they were told all summer, this is a team that can compete for the playoffs and can compete for a Super Bowl. The expectations, supposedly, according to Robert Sala, didn't change after week one. I mean, they were riding an emotional high after that amazing win over the Bills. The locker room was was great. The vibes were immaculate. But unfortunately, it can change very quickly in the NFL. And we saw that on, on the sidelines today with Garrett Wilson blowing up, with Michael Carter blowing up. I don't blame these guys. They should be pissed. And the Jets coaching staff definitely should fear that they can lose the locker room if they don't make a change. Sorry for the uh, – thank you for the comment, Ian Frazier, but I got to light you up here. Uh, Dan Marino is prime would struggle behind this line. It's hard to see oh, any yeah, other yeah. team's quarterback with a little time. Like, it's not that bad. It's really not. It's bad. How like, many, don't get us wrong, how it's many bad. Wilson's, what, what? It's bad. Like, don't get us wrong. It's bad. Like, the Jets yes. offensive line isn't good. That doesn't like that doesn't mean that any quarterback in this situation would would struggle. That's just not true. And again, how many Zach pressures are just patting the ball? Yeah, or just shuffling around his feet. He spun around and fell down. And I, I can't like, it's like a seven year old your seven year old daughter. You take the ballet practice. You don't quite get it down yet. That's what it looked like. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm done with I'm done with the Wilson defender. I really am. I Unless agree. you're, are you a relate Ian? Are you related to Zach Wilson? 
Are you like his cousin or something like that? He, and I don't, I don't want to just call it. This isn't just calling on Ian, but maybe he's a BYU fan. I don't know because uh, a lot of the Wilson defenders. Seem the BYU fans. fans are still out there. They are. They really are. They, they really are still out there. I, I, I yeah. I was gonna. I forgot what I was gonna say. But I was gonna. I was gonna say I, something. I, no, one more thing on Zach Wilson uh, is I know we just spent the better part of the last hour saying how he's awful, but. One thing I got I this actually got brought up on WFAN early on Friday morning about how on uh on the Thursday night pregame show they had a whole diatribe about how bad Zach Wilson is and it's like look I get it like we're doing that now but I'm like this is almost like mean to the kid at this no, point. No it is. I feel bad for like myself. Everybody bro. nationally. Imagine if you imagine if everybody in the entire country said you're the worst sports writer ever. Yeah. And then, and, then, and, then, and then eventually it would crush you. And then your job is like propelling you or putting you on a pedestal and, and throwing you out there to keep doing a job that you're bad at and to get mocked. Like it's not his fault. He shouldn't be in this situation. Like Joe Douglas and the Jets should have never made him QB2. He shouldn't have been in this situation to begin with. He, he still shouldn't be in this situation. Robert Sala saying today that Zach Wilson's going to start next week is only going to bring more hate to Zach Wilson. His his own teammates are going to end up presenting him. And that sucks. I feel bad for the guy. It's not That's not his fault. He's Did just you see Belichick before the game? Like, you know how the coaches are, are like, you know, oh, this guy's an unbelievable player and he makes a yeah. lot. Like, they always are very complimentary. He just goes, you know, athletic quarterback. He that was, was it. <laughs> I was going to say before, I can't wait to wait and watch the All-22 as well because I know there were at least a few plays in there that they showed on the broadcast where guys were breaking open and Zach Wilson just didn't see them. So as much as you want to blame the offensive line, he had clean pockets. Like, he, he did have some clean pockets and he still didn't find anybody. And a lot of times there was somebody open. He's not keeping his eyes downfield. He's looking in the wrong direction. He's locking on the receivers. Whatever it is, that's on him. Like, that's that's one of the big misleading things that, that people point to with Justin Fields and the Bears, too, is their line is bad, but Justin Fields exasperates that so much by holding on to the ball way longer than he should. Like, so many of those sacks are on him. And I think that's something that I'm glad has become a more nuanced discussion in in, in current NFL talk and current football talk is that sacks are not always on the offensive line. In fact, half the time you could argue they're on the quarterback. Like sacks are very much a quarterback stat. Generally the quarterbacks that get sacked the most, like that's a recurring trend over the course of their career. That's been a thing with Russell Wilson as well. He's had some good offensive lines in his career, but he always gets sacked a lot. That's always a thing with him. And unfortunately it's a thing with Zach Wilson too. There are a lot more quotes from Connor Hughes coming out, and none of them are good. Uh, Michael Carter on the team's confidence in Zach Wilson, quote, we're good. That's just a lie. That's just a straight-up lie. He's just – he's that's the political answer. He's giving – he's saying, oh, I can't say there. Garrett Wilson on – the he said about the blow-up with Hackett. He said, frustrated we're not moving the ball. Asked if he feels he's been put in the best position to have success. Wilson said he feels physically ready to break out but isn't, and that could be for a number of reasons, quote, I don't know. Translation, Zach sucks. I saw the full Michael Carter quote. I'll give content because there's more to it. He said, we're good. I love where we're at. Zach commands the huddle and makes plays. Football is the ultimate team sport, and we need to help him out. That's a fine answer. I, like, I, I do not want, or I, and I'd be very upset if any player came out and just threw Zach Wilson under the bus. Players shouldn't do that, right? They're going to have their own internal issues. They're going to they're, they're feel a certain way, but don't publicly say it to the media, and they're not, and I'm glad they're not. Well, Wilson, after that, he said, if the Jets did enough to exploit the Patriots' secondary, no. Well, by the way, the Patriots had like four healthy corners. They were yeah. beaten up. They have Sean Wade out there starting. Sean Wade was cut by the Ravens like yeah. a year ago. Asked if game planning uh, or play design played a payroll. Quote, that is above my pay grade. Yep. 
They're not calling people out. Garrett Wilson as well. I quote here said he feels like he's in a really good spot as far as my ability. I don't feel like I've been able to put that on display, and that's for multiple reasons. I don't know what it may be. He knows what it may be. He's just not going to say it. He knows what it may be. So Sauce Garner said Mac Jones hit him in the nuts on the QBC. I saw that. that. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Classic Mac Jones. I remember he kicked that guy in the nuts when he was sliding. Yeah, no, he's a dirty player. He has a very bad reputation of being a dirty player, Mac Jones. And you know what? He's also 5-0 and against the Jets in his career. And I don't even think there's been one game where he's played particularly amazing. I mean, for God's sakes, the last two games, he has one touchdown. Yeah, it doesn't and, matter. And they won both of them. And the one touchdown came on a broken play, and he won both of them. It doesn't matter, though. It because doesn't matter. Zachary Capono Wilson. That is there any other reason? No, you're not. I, I, I've hit the point, and we're 52 minutes in, and I've hit the point where now I feel bad. Like <laughs> Now I feel bad. Like Zach Wilson sucks. Like he's a bad quarterback. He's really bad. The Jets need to make a change. That's all you can but say. They won't. So we got to keep doing this every week. It's like, what else do you want us to say? Except he sucks. I know. And unfortunately, we are now about to watch, dude. Oh my god, our mid games, our mid game show. We're gonna have to talk for an hour about talking about the Jets Chiefs. Oh my god. Anyway, I'm sorry. I was just, I was just, I was just thinking about Why that. You, you can find out why that Zach Wilson didn't beat Patrick Mahomes in case. Yeah, wait, no. It's going to be a compelling show. I kid. You should turn in. You should tune in and watch. Uh, yeah, I but, might actually have a stroke and die in the middle of the stream. You can come maybe, and watch maybe that. There'll be, maybe there'll be QB news. Maybe the QB news will break during the show. That Honestly, that would be right on right on you know, cue for us. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Gallagher on Facebook. Joe Burrow did go with a horrible offensive line. It's on Zach, too. That's what we've been saying. Yep. And That's they also what we've been saying. And again, like again, it's not even just like the Jets' offensive line is bad. There are so many things they could do to mitigate how bad their offensive line is. And I also don't think like they were bad today. They were bad today. But I would very much like to see this exact starting five rolled out next week because again, I'll give credit to this coaching staff. They made the right decision not starting Billy Turner or Max Mitchell. That would have been the easy thing to do. Instead, they shifted three guys around. They moved Mackay back to the left tackle. They moved Elijah Ray to right tackle, and they've started Joe Tippett at right guard. I think that was the correct decision, and I think they should do that next week. But there are so many things this Jets offensive coaching staff, specifically Nathaniel Carter and, and offensive line coach Keith Carter, could be doing to, to help out the offensive line and, as a result, to help out Zach Wilson. And they're not doing that. And, again, I know Zach Wilson sucks. He's bad. He's unplayable. He shouldn't be starting quarterback. He shouldn't be a quarterback on an NFL roster probably. But even with besides that, there are many issues with the Jets offense. And I just I want to make that clear especially for people on Twitter who are saying to me, oh, you can't only blame Zach Wilson. I'm not only blame Zach, blaming sure Zach Wilson. Sure I can. <laughs> I'm not only blaming Zach Wilson. It's not only him. He's really bad, and he is the, the start of the problems, and he absolutely – that's a problem that should be fixed and should be changed, but he's not the only issue. And there it is, Brian in chat saying Rucker had one offensive snap. Nicole Hardman had two offensive snaps. Those are issues that need to change. All, all crime should be legal for Nicole Hardman specifically. He should be allowed yeah, to do whatever he wants. He was signed by the Jets. This I just this is hilarious. Because Mecole Hardman, by the way, played over 50% of snaps the last two years with the defending Super Bowl champ, Kansas City Chiefs, who have one of the best offenses we've ever seen in the NFL. He played over 50% of snaps. The Jets signed him, say, hey, we're going to give you a larger role. That was a direct quote from Rich Samini. It was a report saying the Jets promised Mecole Hardman a larger role, a more significant role in their offense. He's played, what, 10 snaps through three weeks? He can't even get on the field in this Jets offense. This is the worst offense in football he can't get on the field. He should be livid. He should be so mad. Like, I wouldn't blame him at all. I know players shouldn't be airing I just wouldn't show up on Monday. I just quit. 
Well, they didn't do cut you. Some other team will sign them and use them. I'm not usually against players airing out their dirty laundry to media or on social media. I wouldn't blame him at all because he should be so pissed. And then, of course, Jeremy Ruckert. Oh, and today's Ruckert's dad's birthday. And I'm wearing the Ruckert jersey, too. Shout out Bill Ruckert. I I, I, I appreciate your son, and he should be playing more. He, he should be playing a lot more. CJ Osama should not be lining up in the slot. Like, that shouldn't be happening. He's not a good blocker. He's not a good route runner. He's slow as fuck. I'm sorry. Get him off the field. <laughs> okay. We were supposed to be talking <laughs> about Aaron Rodgers at this time. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, man. My voice is cracking because I can't even comprehend I, I, it. Aaron, four play, I can't tell you how many times just talking about football with people inside and outside my professional work. Mm-hmm. Where I've just said, I've just, oh, out of nowhere, just started muttering, four plays. Four plays. Like what makes it so frustrating oh. having this this Zach Wilson experience again is because we just would it like this this wasn't supposed to happen. Like we knew what happened. Like we saw it last year. Last year was hard enough to get through that. And then we thought we got to the end. We reached the end of the season. We're like, great, that's it. After that Jags game, I I was sure. I'm like, we're never gonna see Zach Wilson take the field for the New York Jets again. We did it. That's it. That happened. There was a terrible two years. They they hopefully learned. They moved on. They learned from their mistake, and that's it. And then, unfortunately, the next year, we're seeing the exact same thing, and we're having the exact same conversations. You still have people defending him, and the Jets are still saying, well, we're going to try and support him, and he's still and Not only defending him, defending him with the same excuses Yeah. after three years, the, the line and the play calling. The same thing. That's what I said the last time during the Cowboys game. I'm like, if we had this podcast last year, we could just run old episodes now, and they would be able to tell a difference. I feel like we're only. I feel like we're just saying we're. I'm saying the same things I said last year. The only difference is I'm blaming the offensive coordinator more than I did last year. That's literally the only difference. Like I think this is a better Jets roster. He's somehow playing worse. Yes, I I think it's a better Jets roster with a worse coaching staff and, and and the same quarterback. That's pretty much what they did. Like that's that's all they did. I don't even know if it's that much better than they were last year because they did have a really good roster last year. All right, and with that, I think it's about time to call time on. Thank you guys so much on YouTube and Facebook for chiming in. I know that you're hurting, we're hurting. We can't believe that this is what this stupid team that we like has done to us after we were we were promised the world and. Ugh. Well, we, we have each other, Mike. Hey, Mike, we have each other. We have our Jets fans, all right? We we have everyone. Brian's saying this was better than a Jets game. I mean, I appreciate it. It's a low bar, but I very much do appreciate that. I hope that we can at least provide some, uh, I don't know, some some brevity in these these dark times for the Jets, which is crazy. It, it's yeah. just, it shouldn't be like this, man. It we should promised the sunshine, and we got the shade again. So thank you for joining us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast. Wherever it may be that you get your podcast, we are on there. And YouTube and TikTok at the Jet Press. You can chronicle all our pain and misery on those two forums if you so choose. Justin, sign off on what has been what has been a very excruciating, very difficult uh, Sunday afternoon to get through, as is par for the course with this dumb team. As it is. The good news is it's only 5, 5.15, whatever it is. Enjoy the rest of your night, folks. All right? Go, out, go help an old lady cross the street. Call your mother. Maybe go volunteer at like a soup kitchen or something. Like, Have a good night. We appreciate you spending, whether it was 60 minutes, whether it was five minutes, whatever it was, a little bit of your time with us. Very much do appreciate it. Jets community is still awesome, despite this team just, just, just kicking us while we're down all the time. But anyway, 
Thank you all for joining us on the show today. You can follow Mike on Twitter at ByMikeLuciano. You can follow me on Twitter at Justin T. Free. Follow Jet Press at the Jet Press. Download the Jet Press podcast wherever you get your podcast. Also, check us out on YouTube and TikTok. Subscribe, like, hit that notification bell. You guys know what to do. We stream live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And as you can see, live immediately following every Jets game. Thank you all for listening to Jet Press podcast. I've been Justin Freed. That has been Mike Luciano. We'll see you guys next time. Let's hope for two and two if the gods are merciful, which they probably won't be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.